0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, we have a wild day ahead of us, I'm sure, or you know, the last few days have been wild, but yesterday was pretty crazy. I think it might just get a bit crazier with all these sports leagues suspending play or you know, postponing games or things like that, announcing that tournaments will be played without fans. Last night, it was announced that the NBA suspended its season after a player, Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz tested positive for the coronavirus and obviously that's going to put a lot of pressure on other sports leagues, including Major League Baseball, who has its regular season coming up here in a few weeks. The NHL hasn't made a decision, but they said that they've been you know, in discussion with medical experts and they're expected to say something today. Major League Baseball has, they have a Friday conference call with MLB executives are going to talk about this, but there is definitely going to be pressure on major league baseball and what, what are they going to do? I mean, so far it's already been decided that some teams such as the Seattle Mariners are not going to be able to play their home games because there have been, you know, laws or whatever you want to call it. There have been rules put in place, restrictions by the Washington governor on Wednesday that were announced saying that gatherings of 250 plus people in King County through March should be banned, basically. that they, they, they shouldn't have anything like that. That King County, Washington includes T-Mobile Park where the Seattle Mariners play. And he also noted that the ban is highly likely to be extended beyond the end of the month. And the Mariners were scheduled to open the season at home with a four-game series against the Rangers from March 26 to 29, followed by a three-game set with the Twins from March 30th to April 1st. Then they have a seven-day road trip before the next homestand begins, April nine versus the Red Sox and Nats. But now, with that being the case, that no one can you can't have crowds of two hundred and fifty or more. Instead of playing with an empty stadium, at least so far, right now the Mariners are considering remaining in Arizona after spring training ends on March twenty fourth and playing those initial home games in the Phoenix area, most likely at their spring training stadium in Peoria. Or travel to Texas and Minnesota and then be the home team, quote unquote, home team in those visiting stadiums. It's also possible that the games could be played in Seattle without any fans in attendance. Although uh, it's been noted that that option is less likely because the clubs, the clubs prefer not to disrupt the region. You know, as it deals with the health situation, they don't want to expose players, staff, workers, and people like that that are needed to help host the games. They don't want to exposed to any undue risk which makes sense. So it's it's likely that they're just not going to play in Seattle. So in order to remain in Arizona for two for regular season games, the Mariners are going to need approval of the Diamondbacks because they have home jurisdiction in the region as well as the Padres who share the Peoria facility. Obviously that's not going to be an issue. I mean everyone realizes the bigger concern here but this is just I think this is just the first domino to fall. I mean there there's going to be a lot more coming down the pipeline as we figure out what MLB wants to do. I mean, if you just, like I mentioned other sports, I mean, the the Giants and A's have also talked about suspending, you know, their home games or at least playing elsewhere because, you know, the whole deal with, uh, you know, Santa Clara County and Oakland and Alameda and, you know, the Bay Area essentially not have, being able to have crowds of 1,000 or more. The Giants and A's are supposed to have an exhibition game, uh, you know there in the Bay, but that's not happening anymore. So they might be at risk with their, with their, uh, you know, opening day slate as well. And then, like I said, with other sports, you know, the NCAA, March Madness, that's going to be played in empty stadiums with only limited family and essential staff permitted to be in attendance. So this is a very much so developing story. Uh, We don't really have all the details yet, but it's just like kind of new things coming out, you know, hour by hour, day by day. And I'm just kind of sharing what I, what I've heard, what I've read about it. So, I mean, that league-wide conference call with Major League Baseball is having is happening tomorrow. We'll find out what, you know, they decide, and then obviously, I'm sure Manfred's office and the MLBPA will address the public sooner rather than later. But that is where we stand with the coronavirus. I mean, so far, uh, spring training is still going on, but opening day. Is definitely in jeopardy we have to we have to come to realize the fact that it's in jeopardy we just we just don't know yet so in other news Pete Alonso got a nice hefty raise he got a 17 percent raise the Mets agreed to terms with him on a six hundred fifty two thousand five hundred twenty one dollar salary that's the largest salary in major league history for a player coming off his first season and I mean, usually that's how it goes. Before players accumulate three years of service time to qualify for arbitration, they have, you know, minimal salary leverage. Usually they just make the major league minimum or something close to it. This year, the minimum is 563500 And usually no matter how productive they are, they're going to make pretty much the minimum. And that's just the way it is. And then once they hit arbitration, they get a raise, they get a raise, they get a raise, then it's free agency. Well, this year, the Mets have decided to reward Alonzo. I mean, a year coming off slugging a rookie record 53 home runs. I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's that's definitely cause for a celebration. And the Mets are rewarding him by paying him. So good for him. He's gonna be making quite a bit above the the uh rookie minimum. Good for Pete Alonzo. I mean, he's he he was a rookie last year, but he was also like an older rookie, I think it's like 24. So, I mean, he's a guy that just gets into the big leagues. He's right at the level that you want to see. He was kinda of like an Aaron Judge, you know, like 24 year old rookie, make it to the big leagues and you're you're not in your prime yet, but you just you just reach that level right away. And the rest of your career is about staying healthy and trying to sustain that production. I mean, that's gonna be obviously a test of time because everyone gets a book on them and learns how to deal with ups and downs of pitchers knowing how to throw you, how to attack you, uh, Pete Alonso's going to have to deal with that this year, but that dude is a strong man. I mean, he just hits missiles all over the field. It's it's uh a, it's a sight to behold. It really is. So, yeah, I mean, besides that, I mean, <laughs> those are, I mean, it's mostly a coronavirus uh, episode. I mean, I just wanted to talk about what MLB is doing right now. We don't know what they're doing other than we know that, you know, The Mariners have been affected, the A's have been affected, and the Giants have been affected so far with their scheduling. Opening day is still scheduled to go on as planned. And um, that could change in a matter of a day or in a matter of hours. We just don't know. But stay tuned here. We'll have that news for you when it does break. Absolutely. But that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.